0: not putting that out okay are you starting it it's you started <laughs> hey guys welcome back to gals behind the lens podcast i'm kelsey with an i and i'm kelsey with the and boy has it been a minute since we've done a podcast
1: we literally forgot how to even do the podcast i texted kelsey and i was like Dude, I don't remember how to record. I was like, "What website do we do it on?" I forget. <laughs> and then I couldn't find my mic, and then <laughs> I found it in my basket with
0: like my straightener and my blow dryer. So, didn't even know the password to get on here. But thankfully, my computer had us logged in. So that's how we are working this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, we kind of wanted to just do like an update episode, just kind of like talking about stuff that's been going on because clearly we've had a lot going on because it's <laughs> been like four months and <laughs> I don't know really how long it's been but it's been a while so um Kelsey do you want to start it off with like just what's been going on in your life?
0: Yeah sure so honestly what? when's the last time we recorded? May? <laughs> yeah I think it was the episode with Keiston wasn't it? Oh yeah okay I think that was May so <laughs> You know, within the past couple of months in June, I actually went to the Miss Tennessee pageant. So that was held in Jackson, Tennessee. And I went as Miss Knoxville volunteer. I had a great week. It was so fun. I actually placed first runner up, which was like insanely mind blowing. Kelsey even came one of the nights to watch me. So that was super awesome of her. Um, Mm -hmm. I was able to win $8,000 worth of scholarship to go towards my master's program, um, another thing that has star- has started since we've done our last podcast was the third semester of my master's program, which I'm currently in now. I've traveled. I've gotten to go to Joshua Tree this year. I don't know if we've actually talked about that at all yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to go to Yosemite as well, which was pretty awesome. And then coming up actually next week, we're going to the Teton. So that's going to be pretty cool also. Um, Other than that, I've just had a lot of shoots going on. Um, I actually won another pageant, which now I'm currently Miss Tennessee Valley, so I'll be going back to compete again next June. So lots of pageant stuff, lots of school stuff, and, of course, just shoots in between. What you got going on? Yeah,
1: I feel like I've lived like eight lives since then. (laughs) I I moved back home to Murfreesboro, which is where I'm from. So I moved from Hendersonville. To Murfreesboro, moved in with this girl that she just like messaged me on Instagram because I posted that I needed a roommate. And she's like, Oh, I need a roommate. And so I just like moved in with her. And she has a Pomeranian and I have Kitty. And I mean, Kitty hasn't lived with another animal in a very long time, but she used to. So I thought she'd be fine. So, you know, I was like, Okay, well, at first, I know she's going to be a little bit, you know, weird about the dog. And then. It like two months went by and she still, they just were not getting along. And so then the roommate was basically like, you know, this just isn't working. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And so like literally moved all my stuff from an hour away into this place and then had to start looking for a new place. And I had the hardest time ever because being self employed is like it's impossible to find anyone, at least around here, that will take you like an apartment complex because a lot of the places were saying. You know, like, yeah, you can show bank statements for your proof of income, but you have to have like 36000 in your bank account. And I'm like, is that a thing? Like, is that normal? <laughs> and so I've since learned that it is not very normal to have 36000 in your bank account. So that made me feel better. But um, And I don't really have a lot of family, so nobody could co-sign for me. So I finally, I applied at the old apartment in Hendersonville that I used to live at and They um, said that they would, like, let me put zero dollar income, whatever, something like that. And so I just had to pay an extra deposit. And I was like, I'm fine. I was desperate. And so I did it. And I literally moved my stuff back up here to literally the same place I moved out of, like, two months ago. So now I'm living by myself. Mm -hmm. and awesome and i've been shooting a ton of weddings like i i've had a wedding a- almost every saturday like almost every weekend in general i think for the last few months and so that's been like so much fun and I feel like each wedding it just gets like more and more amazing you know but it's very very exhausting so we just between like moving and just shooting it's just like a lot so it's been hard because Kelsey and I have been like oh we need to record another episode but we just like I don't know just so much going on so that's Mm -hmm. kind of what's been going on with me and then Um, We wanted to talk about just, like, something cool, like a cool opportunity that has happened and um, also just something we've been struggling with and just, like, being real about that and also Mm -hmm. just, like, a piece of advice that we've learned, like, since our last episode.
0: Um, So, Kelsey, do you want to go first?
1: Wow. Wow, you're
0: something cool. Something cool. Yeah. So um, my friend Shay Hunter Lachey Photography and I, we did a style shoot that was downtown in Nashville and it was four different setups. It was all around the town. We had a couple of other photographers who came and bought tickets, obviously, and then worked with lots of vendors in the Nashville area. And that was so much fun. Definitely something to kind of do to take your mind off of work, I guess you could say, and just something to kind of put some extra energy and ideas and creativity into. So it wasn't necessarily full on, you know, it wasn't a paid shoot. It was more like a creative opportunity, which is what styled shoots are for and why we encourage other people to go to them so much and why we like going to them. So that's been the thing that's been the coolest for me probably is just having a styled shoot that we both were able to work on and set up and get to go to and have other photographers and vendors work with us on that. Um, outside of photography obviously getting first runner up at Miss Tennessee was pretty incredible and awesome and fun and then just other opportunities for upcoming shoots or weddings or travel has been super interesting too because this time last year I mean I had never even flown before and now I've flown like four times and so that's been really cool especially with COVID I've being something that has been going on the past year and a half or so. I didn't really think the opportunity was something that would come. And so that has been so fun for me to kind of travel and get to see a little bit of the world. And I definitely want to continue to do that. Yeah, I
1: went to Shay and Kelsey's content day and it was freaking awesome. Because it was like not at a like a wedding venue. They did it downtown Nashville, at, like, a rooftop and a t- the ticket wall that's mm-hmm. like at the municipal auditorium and then the war memorial. Like, it was so awesome. I like, probably one of my favorite shoots I've ever done was at really? Haunted Day. Yeah, the one with Brooke Bear. Oh, wow. The one oh, with the okay, <laughs> that was awesome. Like just everything about that was perfect. Like I looked at those pictures when I edited them, and I was like, "Wow, I did that! <laughs> like that's freaking cool." Um, but yeah, it was it was super fun. Did you have you booked any um, travel? Like in the past few months, like any travel weddings or elopements or anything?
0: Yes. So I actually have an elopement in Colorado next year. um, Mm -hmm. And then I also have one in May. Actually they're both in May. So that's going to be a travel month for sure. But I have one in like the Destin, Florida area. So that is going to be very interesting because they're both very different. One is, you know, mountainous and lots of like hiking and views like that. But then the other one is more of like the beach. So I'm excited to kind of get to do both and in the same month, pretty much actually the same week of the same month. So that will be interesting. Those are like kind of opposite mm-hmm. from each other,
1: like the beach and then the mountains. And, or I guess it's not Colorado is mountains, but like they're just different. I didn't yeah. know about the Colorado one. I mean, I knew. Wait, about Really?
0: The, yeah, I don't think I knew about the Florida one. But I don't yeah, think it's I- the Garden of the Gods. It's going to be pretty interesting. So I actually went just I also went to Colorado this year as well. Went in July with some friends, and it was so fun, super interesting to see all of the different nature and the views and everything because I, that's been the number one place within the U.S. that I've wanted to travel to. And I think it's because I'm a photographer. I just wanted to see all of the different things that Colorado had to offer. And so getting to go, and then now I'm getting, I went to Garden of the Gods and saw it, and it was beautiful. And then I booked a an elopement in that area. And so now I'm like, wow, I get to go back and see it again and actually take photos this time and kind of not be there just for a trip. So that will be so fun. Yeah. Did you book that after you went or before? I actually booked it before I went. So it was super weird that she was the girl that I booked was like, so we're thinking of doing Garden of the Gods. I was like, whoa, I'm going there in a couple of weeks. Like Mm -hmm. I can let you know if I think you know, it's going to be an easy day or if we need to contact someone to get like permission or whatever, because, you know, I've not shot at huge national parks or places like that really before, Mm -hmm. unless it's been with a styled shoot. Like when I did the boundless workshop back in March in Palm Springs, I mean, they took care of all of that stuff. And so me being the one that's initiating going to Colorado and like doing the shoot for a wedding or for an elopement or whatever it is. I'm like, do I need to look into this more? And so that was kind of cool that I got to go before I even shot the wedding, shot the mm-hmm. elopement.
1: Yeah. That's cool. Cause I thought maybe you went and then you posted and then mm-hmm. someone found you that way, but that's crazy. That's so cool.
0: Yeah. It, it cool. was super weird. So cool though. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I think my cool thing is like, and every I've told it, everybody that I know in the world that I did this, but, um, (laughs) uh, is I got to go to Costa Rica and shoot, I guess you call it like a micro wedding. She had like 30 people there. Um, but it's funny because I shot her grad photos and at her grad session, we just like clicked, you know, like those clients Mm -hmm. that you meet and you're just like so comfortable and you're like, yeah, we can definitely be best friends. Um, and she was like, oh, my gosh, like, if I get engaged soon, we're totally going to get married in Costa Rica. You have to shoot it. And I'm like, yeah, totally. You know, like, not really anything of it. And then, like, maybe a month later, she gets engaged, messages me, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, like, can you shoot our wedding in Costa Rica? I was like, Oh my God, wait, this is actually happening. I've never even been out of the country before. So I, <laughs> I don't even have a passport. And so I literally figured out how to get a passport. Cause I'm just like, I took too long to like get it. And like, especially with COVID, like getting passports is really hard right now. It's like mm-hmm. longer than normal. And so I ended up having to go to a passport agency and there's only a certain number of those like in the world. And I, you have to check the website every morning at 8 a.m. <laughs> to get any appointments available. And you can only go like three days before your flight out of the country like no more, no less. And I was like, this is really pushing it. So like three days before I was supposed to fly out, I didn't have a passport. And so luckily I got an appointment at the Arkansas uh, agency and went down there, got my passport within like an hour and then went to Costa Rica. And it was literally amazing it was beautiful they had rented this huge mansion like a huge house like something you would see on like the bachelorette you know mm-hmm. and, and it was like up on a hill had like views of the beach had an infinity pool it had like a main house and then it had these like small little rooms like off of it so like I got my own room and it was so nice and like I hung out with their family like the whole time because they were like super sweet I mean just everyone made me feel so comfortable because you would think like I mean I went by myself you know like you would think that it would be like I don't know uncomfortable or like weird to mm-hmm. just hang out with some with your client's family for a week by herself but it wasn't at all it was so fun and like the day of the wedding was just so relaxed she got to hang out with like her closest family and friends like that whole week and then the day of you know we we're just chilling we we're just getting ready like it was just great well then it starts pouring down right before <sighs> the ceremony and I was like, oh God, they didn't do it like a first touch, first look, or anything. We were just gonna go take like, you know, bride and groom portraits like after. Mm -hmm. And it is just pouring and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I like what if it pours for the rest of the day? Like, where am I going to take the bride and groom photos? Like, what am I going to do? I was just freaking out. And um, then, so it stormed and like rained like crazy for the ceremony, but it was under a covered little area. So we were fine. But right after it stopped raining and we ran to the beach and like, we shot so much down there. It was amazing. I was like, thank you, Jesus. So... <laughs> I did that, and that was, like, seriously the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. I didn't charge them for the wedding itself. They just paid for my travel and my stay because it was my first international wedding. Um, So now I have an international wedding
0: on my portfolio, and that is, like, freaking cool. So. That That's is literally the coolest thing ever. I hope one day that happens to me because I would love to go to Iceland. That's like the number one place outside of the U.S. that I want to travel to. And so I think it would be so awesome to shoot a wedding there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I think like my next bucket list would be like a Hawaii
1: wedding. I mean, mm. that, that, that would be, would be cool. super cool. Yeah. Yes. But um, OK. And then next we were going to chat about we're going to go from cool stuff that we got to do. <laughs> stuff that we are struggling with because we're always struggling with something like always true so we just wanted to pull like you know our top things that we've been really struggling with lately
0: um I would so. say right now for me is like I always tell everybody to like make sure that that you don't get burnt out and like learn to say no and I feel like even though I Tell people that I guess I'm not practicing what I preach necessarily because it is very, very, very hard for me to say no. That is what I struggle with the most. And we were talking about this earlier, and I'm I'm just like, how do you say no to money?
1: Yeah, like well, how- I have to go through phases where you're very strict and you're you're like, I'm not booking until the end of, until next year. Like I will, my books are closed. And mm-hmm. then you go through phases where you're like, very willing to you know, fill some spots or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's like most of the time it's people that I know Mm -hmm. um, that come and ask like, Hey, do you have availability in the next like three or four weeks? And I definitely don't, but I still somehow fit them in because a, I don't want to lose them as a client Um, And then B, if it's someone that I do know personally before I was a photographer, then it's like I feel an obligation to them almost to kind of get them in, make sure I get their photos like I would hate for them to go to somebody else. You know what I mean? But I do think that uh, there is like a certain point that it comes to where you have to just tell someone no, like Mm -hmm. it just I'm not available. I don't have availability to fit you in. I don't have time. There's just no way that I can do it. I'm so sorry. Um, And so like. What I'm wanting to do to try to get out of that is like once my books are closed for the year, maybe put that in my bio, like books for 2021, but booking for 2022 or something so that when people see that, like they don't even necessarily inquire because I feel like there are points where people do inquire and I don't have availability, but I still say, Oh sure. I'll get you in even though I have absolutely nowhere to put these people. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I'm
1: like, see, I only can book one session a day pretty much
0: Mm -hmm. um, because
1: of lighting. So like, how do you, do you, if you do like add someone in there, you know, like Mm -hmm. last minute, they're like, please can I have a spot? Do you just put them in like right before your other shoot, or like, are you, do you not worry about the lighting
0: or like, what is your thought process there? So it just kind of depends. So for example, if I have somebody booked on a Thursday at, I don't know, five o'clock and the sun sets at five thirty or six o'clock and they're mm-hmm. a 30 minute session, I just make sure that if I have another session that I tell them, you know, if they're begging me or they're like pleading, can I please get in? I'm like, listen, I only have a 30-minute session availability on this day, at this time, at this location. And if they can't do that, then I really can't get them in. So uh-huh. I'll just make sure to, like, use golden hour to the best of my ability and use the first half of it for the one 30-minute session and the second half of it for that second 30-minute session.
1: Okay, so you pick mm-hmm. your locations, like, pretty early on. Because to do that, you have to know.
0: Yes, and the reason that I do pick my locations pretty much right when people book is because I live in Cookville, and a lot of my clientele, like 50% probably, comes from the Knoxville area, and if I just say, like, so-and-so has a session on October 12th, well where is that session going to be? Because if someone wants to book on the 11th through the 13th, I don't want to be traveling back to back days to Knoxville. If I'm already going on the 12th, why not just go ahead and book that same person for that day and just say, Hey, I'm already coming that day. I'm shooting here at this time. This is what I've got available. Mm -hmm. I also have people who will book indoor spots. So like, I know that you've, seen the bleak house we've done the styled shoot there so i do shoot there sometimes if they're willing to shoot in an indoor location because lighting doesn't necessarily matter as much as it would shooting outside Mm -hmm. so i will book studio stuff sometimes too or indoor opportunities for people if they're wanting to shoot at certain times or like certain days or they're really trying to get in with me Mm -hmm. i see i gotcha so you're like i can get you in but you'd have Mm -hmm. to be okay
1: with this location
0: Yes. Yes. And then there are some times when I'm like, you know, I do have some open spots on my calendar that I could, you know, drive to Knoxville. And then I immediately regret it afterwards. (laughs) But I mean, I just do it anyway. Sometimes I spread myself thin a little too often, I will say. And that's just uh, that's the struggle that I have is just I don't want to say overworking, but just like pushing myself to say yes too often when there's times that I need to say no and don't.
1: Yeah, because it's like... If you, it's better to just be upfront and be like, "Listen, I am booked to the brim. Like, I'm not gonna be able to get you in." It's easier to do that than to book them and the time come and you be like, "Listen, my mental health and like, Mm -hmm. I'm so stressed. Like, I this is just not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to do this session." You know? Yeah. It's way better to just go ahead and not even schedule it than to schedule it and then have to cancel because you just physically cannot.
0: You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I most of the time. Um, that's another thing too is I I guess I don't put my mental health first in some situations because there are times when I'm like man I feel like I should try to cancel this tomorrow or today or next week or whatever because I have too many things that I'm doing but I'm like no you know I already did it so I usually follow through with most of the things that I've booked anyways I never really cancel on anyone the only time I ever cancel or reschedule is pretty much due to weather or if something crazy happens like if I have a flat tire or something like that
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I got you. Yeah,
1: I think that that's something that we uh, I don't know, it's it almost feels like a struggle that just is not gonna end really. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know what you need to do to like not struggle with it. But it's just a mental thing. Like, yeah. And I think too, it's because we're early on. I feel like if we were like, Forty years old and been doing this for a while, like a long time. We'd probably be better about it. But I agree. Yeah, just like early in, and it's. I mean, it's everyone's needing pictures. It's just like such so, a so like booming industry. It's just like hard, but um, yeah, I think that the thing that I struggle with a lot that you don't, and it makes me mad, is is <laughs> my editing time. I've already gone all my stories, and I've said. Listen, I'm struggling, basically, just being vulnerable with everybody. Mm-hmm. And because, like, I don't know, I just don't want to just fake it till I make it. I just want to mm-hmm. be real and, like, get feedback from my clients. And I was like, I did a poll. I said, would you rather have a longer turnaround time but get a ton of photos or have a short turnaround time and get less photos? Because I could, you know, get these galleries out faster mm-hmm. if I cut out a lot more photos than I do. But instead, when I edit, I'll freaking send them every single photo I take unless it's out of focus, you know, and it does take me longer. And so, I mean, you know, majority ton of people said they would rather wait longer, have more photos. So I was like, okay, well, that means I'm going to have to extend my turnaround time. So I've already extended like weddings are eight to 12 weeks right now. And mm-hmm. regular sessions are three to four weeks. And so I feel like that's like the max I can really push a deadline, you know, or like a turnaround. Yeah. That's pretty like on the long end of things. Mm-hmm. And my issue is that I I have like 80 million different screens. Like I have my desktop, my laptop. I have two phones. I have like a <laughs> phone and a work phone, you know, and my iPad. Like I have so many things that I can look at these photos on. So I'll edit them on one device and then I'll send it to like my phone and I'm like, Oh, okay. That looks pretty good. And then I'll send it to my work phone, which has a different tint. And I'm like, Oh God, that's terrible. You know? And so I just like get so messed up with that. And so then I'm like, Oh gosh, I need to re-edit, or I'll fall asleep and wake up the next day. And I'm like, Oh, I need to redo these, you know? And mm-hmm. it's I just redo the session over and over and over. And I just like, I'm so psycho and I'm sending so many images, like mm-hmm. a whole time And so it's like between all of that, it's just causing me to get really behind. And then when I get behind, I get very overwhelmed. And when I get overwhelmed, I just like shut down, you know? And so yeah. it's just it's really hard. And it's just a struggle that I have been dealing with for a while. Um, but I'm always trying to like do something to help my workflow go a little bit faster. I did get photo mechanic and it has like totally changed my life. Like that is the best thing ever. So mm-hmm. that does really help me, but still, I mean, I still struggle with it. Um, and then my other struggle is just like replying. Like, I I don't know what my problem is, but like, I just, if I get a DM, it gives me anxiety to open it. And, like, I've literally talked to my therapist about this. I'm like, mm-hmm. I know this sounds so crazy, but, like, I just freak out and don't open messages. I don't know why. Like, even if I, like, get a response from someone for something and, mm-hmm. and it's not a good response, they're probably saying, like, oh, my God, I love my photos. I just get scared to open it. I don't know. <laughs> and so it's just, yeah. like, that I really need to work on. And so then it's, like, I just don't reply And people think I'm ignoring them. And then they probably hate me. And I'm just like, no, I just get anxiety. So (laughs) that's just what I've been having problems with. But I think I've heard other people say that they go through that, too. Like, they get overwhelmed with, like, DMs and, like, messages. Mm Because also, we're getting messages from, like, so many platforms we get them through our website through our phone through um facebook which is the worst i get messages lost on facebook so much. me too me too like it is hard on there and so it's just overwhelming Mm -hmm. um but that leads us into advice that or just something that we've learned that we wanted to like pass on to you guys listening so kelsey what's
0: something that you have learned well I feel like it's really hard for me to say that I have learned this because I have, but I don't necessarily practice it a ton, but it's, it's about burnout. And I feel like I am not personally burnout, but there have been times when I have come very close. And I feel like there's a lot of my photography friends that I've witnessed seeing them be physically and mentally and emotionally burnout. And it may not be that they're photographers necessarily, um, outside of the ones that you know, do photography or whatever, like say that you're a small business owner or just whatever it is, something to do with being a vendor or in this industry as a whole, what working weddings. Okay. That's just basically what I'm trying to get at. So it's really hard for me to say that I've learned to not be burnout because it's like I said, you know, I don't, I already struggle with saying no. But basically the advice I would have is to try to get out of your comfort zone so that you don't get out necessarily on doing the same old, same old on engagement sessions, weddings, then you come home and you edit it and then you don't do anything fun necessarily with your job in terms of shooting. Like go to some styled shoots, style something fun. Even if it's a session that's booked something with you and they're paid, maybe ask them if there's like anything they want to do that's outside of the box. Try to get creative with your job and try to make sure that you're not just focusing solely on just the job itself like try to make sure you focus on you you know that's a really hard thing to kind of do I feel like especially when you're in this industry and in this business because everything you do is literally literally for other people for your clients and I try to do the best I possibly can you know give them 110 percent of myself and of my energy and everything but there have to be some days that you just like take a step back and that you really focus on yourself, pamper yourself, you know, whatever, go get a pedicure, just try to take time for you, do stuff that is fun within your business and also set boundaries. And I haven't done this, but I mean, I know you have Kelsey, you one, you've got a business phone now, Mm
1: -hmm. and then
0: you've also kind of set like some business hours for your, self. And so I feel like just doing those kinds of things is really good for your business. It's good for your mental health. It's good for you um, emotionally, mentally, and physically. And so just making sure that you're taking time for yourself and setting aside some of the things that you have to do with your business that's more I would want to say like I don't know a word necessarily for it, but things that you've already got that you have to do for your business. But there's also some things that you can do for yourself that You can just take that step back and you can kind of just focus more on you. And I feel like that is so hard to do. I I just I feel like I'm rambling at this point about this because it's something that I still struggle with. But the best advice that I can give is just try to not get burnout by staying positive and doing some things for yourself mentally and physically.
1: Yeah, like go get a massage, like go get a membership and be and just like just book it out like in advance. So you're going to get a massage Mm -hmm. Month and then just like have that time, you don't have to edit, you don't have your phone, Mm -hmm. nothing like you know, and just do that for yourself. I think that's important too. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I have the she mentioned the business phone that I got, and it's something I've thought about for a while. I just never did it, and so then literally one day I was just like, you know what, I'm going to get a freaking business phone, and so. because I was, I was like burnt out. And so I was like, I need some separation, like, because you're getting messages constantly, which I'm grateful for. Like, obviously we want inquiries. Mm -hmm. And so I was just, but it was hard because I would be like on a date with Austin. And, you know, I'm over here getting messages from people on my phone and he sees it. And it just like, there's just no separation. And so, um, you know, and then you look at your camera roll and they're all like, photos that you had sent yourself to see if they fit in your feed you know like Mm -hmm. it was like mushed into it so it's like if there's anything you can do to separate your work from your life Mm -hmm. you know like if there's anything you can do to do that then do it like I got the phone and so my hours are nine to six and I put that in my bio I put office hours are nine to six and so after six o'clock I just you know don't respond anything until nine the next morning. Um, and so if, you know, someone did message me after six, then when I do go to reply to their text, I'm like, Oh, Hey, sorry. Like I have office hours from nine to six. That's why I'm just now responding. And then from then on that client is going to know those are your office hours. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just used – I made a new – with my new phone that I got, I turned that into my personal phone and then just gave that new phone number out to, like, you know, my closest friends and family. And then I kept my old number for my clients so that it didn't cause any confusion. Mm -hmm. So that's what kept me from doing it was the logistics of it. I was like, well, you know, what – how am I going to do this? How how am I going to have the new number be the work phone? Or, like, it was just – that overwhelmed me again. And so I just did it. And so then I just was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. So that's definitely some advice that I would give is just to get a business phone. I think Kelsey still needs one. Her <laughs> She needs one too, but she hasn't done it. But yeah, I'm sure you'll do it at some point, probably. And then you'll be like, dang, I should have done this earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I also was going to – I feel like lately I've been seeing a lot of people complaining about their second shooters not mm-hmm. giving them their images that they've shot. Oh, like yeah. they paid the second shooter, and the second shooter won't make any time to meet up with them and give them the photos that they took from the wedding, which is a smidge confusing to me because I thought – everyone did it the way that I do it, which is I bring an SD card for my second shooter. And then I take the SD card back at the end of the wedding. So Mm -hmm. the way that the second shooter gets the images to edit for their own portfolio is either they have a dual slot in their camera, which most people do. So they can put a CF card in there and take my SD card and they can shoot on both. Um, And if they don't have a dual slot, then they um, will just bring their laptop and then they can go in the parking lot and transfer the photos onto their hard drive. Because mm-hmm. like, I didn't realize that people did like Google drives and all that. Like I just, I do not have time. No. To, don't have time. Mm-hmm.
0: For that. No, I, t- I completely agree. And that's how I usually do it too with my second shooters, which is, you know, just if you have a dual slot camera, here's a CF card or an SD card, whichever one that you like, don't maybe don't have. Mm-hmm. And, record to both make sure that you do that and then give me my card back and then you know see you that's pretty much it and then that way you don't have to wait on them to upload the photos to google and like all that trying to like drag and drop stuff like it's just way too confusing and honestly for me it just takes more time out of my editing time to have to go and download the photos and wait for that to happen and then yeah. you have to move them and upload i'm like why wouldn't i just go ahead and back them up with the rest of the wedding images when I first get home that night or the next day or whatever it is, because I feel like that's so much easier. And also if you don't have a contract with your second shooters, like if you don't know that person, you, you should probably just have a contract. Like if it was you, Kelsey, obviously I'm not going to have a contract with you, Mm -hmm. but like other people that I don't necessarily know that well, I mean, Mm -hmm. just get a contract with them. That way you can't get screwed over basically
1: yeah and we could do a whole episode on just second shooter etiquette because, like I've second shot. I love second shooting. Kelsey's second shot before. like we mm-hmm. have been second shooters and we've been main main shooters. So we could do a whole episode on that. Um, but also, I was going to say something that's really helped me lately is. Honey Book, I guess, in general, which I still am very confused about. I don't understand <laughs> it, like, really at all. And Kelsey doesn't either. Mm-hmm. So, you pay for it still? No, I don't. I canceled all that. <laughs> so, see, I was paying $40 a month. And, and not <laughs> using it? Yeah, and my amazing oh. boyfriend is, he owns a business. And so, he loves stuff like this. Like, any mm-hmm. kind of programs to, like, run your business. So, he actually set it up for me. And mm-hmm. set up my wedding Questionnaire and um, our friend Shay, she does wedding questionnaires. And I've always been like, dang, she is so smart for doing that, you know. So I wanted to do one. And um, it basically, I send it out about a month before the wedding, and it just has questions on there like, is there a specific spot you want to do family photographs at? Is there a specific spot you want me to do your dress shot? Are you guys comfortable with doing poses such as piggyback rides, sitting, etc.? Um, are there any tensions or deaths in the family that I would need to know about mm-hmm. things like that. And then at the end also I do ask for like, who did your cake, who did your makeup, who did this, blah, blah, blah. So that when I go to post, I can tag all those vendors mm-hmm. in the caption. Um, and so that has really helped me. A just like look professional and and my bride anything I can do to make my brides feel confident, you know, mm-hmm. in me and and so that the day comes and we don't feel like we're all over the place. Yeah. Um, and then you know the I just don't want them to have a million questions for me. I want to try to answer all of them. You know, yeah. the big day is the goal. And so then it's like, we're not, you know, at the big on their wedding day. And I'm like, okay, let's sit. And they're like, no, we don't want to do that, you know. And Mm -hmm. so whenever I'm posing them. um, Mm -hmm. And so I just already know, like, oh, they don't want to do that. So then also I started doing questionnaires for my general sessions, which it sounds like a lot of work, but it's really not. It's fairly short. Mm -hmm. It just asks me, it tells me the names of everyone in the session, which is very convenient. So I already know everyone's name. Cause I just black out when people tell me their name. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you're okay. Yep. I just black out. Um, and then it tells me if they're bringing any specific props, like, are they bringing ultrasound or are they bringing this or that, you know, whatever mm-hmm. um, I, I have on there. Like, do you want me to bring anything? I have these things like disco ball, peacock chair, yada, yada. I have these things that I can bring for free of charge. Do you want me to bring any um, just questions like that? And I ask like, I do send my location guide with it. So on the questionnaire, it just says, what's your number one choice for location? And what's a backup? Your number two choice for location, just in case. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, I don't know. It just really helps me not feel clueless, really, you know, about their session. So that would be all of the things. I'm always learning stuff. I'm like over here in like my third year and I'm still learning things all the time.
0: yeah I don't actually have the wedding questionnaire I only have a questionnaire to build their timeline most of the time but um, I do like the thing about the death in the family or like the anything like kind of like a divorce type thing because there have been some times when I don't know that or maybe they've told me and honestly I mean I don't remember hardly anything <laughs> you know that so <laughs> yeah. I've maybe forgot and I'm like okay mom and dad get in this photo and they're like uh, no you know yeah. So that's something to have um, I do have a general session questionnaire which I have absolutely love because it's helped me kind of be helped the couple have a little bit more of a unique session. So I've put like, what's your name? Obviously, because I I have so many different people filling it out and make sure I got everything correct. Mm -hmm. What type of session did they book? Um, Because maybe they have booked and I personally may not remember when I go to look at like their name for their date, because it might be a couple months away. Um, And then I have like things that you want to include in your session that you will bring. They provide kind of like the same thing, like you said, and then same for me bringing stuff. um, If they need recommendations on like a makeup artist or a hair artist or whatever, because I feel like most times that I have seniors, they feel so confident when they get their makeup done that it helps the session go a lot smoother and they just love the pictures a little bit more. Um, And then obviously just like, extra questions at the bottom I always say like is there anything else that you want me to know about you your significant other or if this is a family session like how many people are going to be included in it just small questions like that so that when I get to the session or maybe the not before I can go back over it and read it Um, and then some of the options that I have to bring myself or that I don't care to buy or bring or pay for or whatever is like I have on their champagne. Like I don't care to pick up a bottle of champagne for your session for you. Um, you just have to make sure that you fill that out to let me know. And then I obviously have like old cameras and Polaroids and blankets and hats and all kinds of different like boho or bohemian styled things to bring to sessions. Cause I feel like that's the big trend right now. Like that's very in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's a really good thing advice giver is to make questions and session questionnaires for your general sessions and then really for your weddings. I'm going to start doing that at some point once I'm able to get my life together a little bit. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. How do you send your general session questionnaire since you don't use HoneyBook?
0: So I actually have Wix, which I am like probably the biggest supporter ever of them. I literally tell everybody to use Wix. I just think it's amazing. It's pretty inexpensive. It gets everything done. Um, The session questionnaire is sent by a link and they just click on it, type in the password and they fill it out. And it's also attached to my website, but I made it password protected so that not just anyone can fill it out. Because if you've not booked a session with me, I mean, I don't really, why are you filling out? that questionnaire, you know, right. or like other photographers, like looking at it and sending it to their clients. Cause I feel like that would just not work really. Like it would be confusing if other people are trying to use the exact same questions or they're trying to fill out my questionnaire because they thought it was something that could be used for everyone.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: I just do the link, have them fill it out and then it sends me a notification immediately. And then I can go back and look at it later so that and it just pulls it up right on the same thing. All I have to do is type session questionnaire because that's what I've named it, and it immediately pulls up everybody that's filled one out.
1: Dude, I
0: have Wix too, and I did
1: not realize that they had that attached to Wix. Wait,
0: so wait, okay, no, listen, no, yeah, they do, yeah, yeah. because well, that's that's well, how I do my inquiries is through Wix. Do you not have that? Yeah, I get inquiries, but not general session questionnaires like I did not know I just, yeah I just created okay so what I did was I created a new tab made it a secret tab so what? that. Like, yeah and then I just created a, a questionnaire on there and then that way I send it by link so people are able to access it dang you're smart thanks that made me feel very techy right then <laughs> <Explaining>. <laughs> how'd you even know to do that I don't know. I just figured it out. Just got on there. I was like, okay, if I'm going to do a session questionnaire, I'm obviously going to use Wix because it's like my main. I love Wix. I literally wish they would pay me to like advocate for them. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I mean, I love it too for my website.
1: So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, when you get an inquiry and it has all this, like it looks just like that. It just Mm -hmm. is them
0: answering the questions you put on there. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And so I didn't make every question required. I only made like the name, the top of session, and then like the location that they've picked required so that if there was nothing that they wanted me to bring, they don't have to fill that out or if they don't want to bring anything or whatever.
1: Wow. Yep. Do you, see, I could just completely take away HoneyBook and just use Wix for everything.
0: <laughs> well, I'm not 100% against HoneyBook. I just mm-hmm. feel like it's overpriced personally. Yeah. And it's way too confusing. Like, I mean, if you just keep using it, I'm sure it gets easier. But I feel like Wix is just like, everything's on there for me. don't have to worry. The only thing that's separate from HoneyBook, I mean, separate from Wix, is the payments. And I mean, most people want to or like to pay through PayPal or Venmo, which I am totally fine with because I have a business account and that's fine. The only problem I would, I will say that I wish Wix had, or that I wish that my payment stuff had is the taxes. And I feel like that is what is good and an advancement for people who use HoneyBook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. That would be
1: super cool. I mean, I don't know if the day will ever come where I know how to use all of HoneyBook's features, but
0: that's definitely an episode we will not be doing is uh, covering HoneyBook. And I don't know anything about it. All I know is I, Shay tried to show me how to do it. And I had like an almost panic attack. I was like, this is too much for me. Get me out of here. I've done. And I canceled the subscription like the next day. I was like, can't do this. No. you so good
1: with it. It makes me so jealous. I'm like, why can my brain not fathom this thing?
0: Yeah. Mm-mm. I, I don't think I have that many brain cells to like, work with.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But well, I think that that
1: is everything that we were going to cover in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then you're we talking about a few more episodes that will that we want to do. Like, I really want to do one soon about bridal consultations. And like, mm-hmm. whenever you know, you're looking for a photographer, and you talk on the phone to kind of like, learn more details about them and what they offer, like questions that you can ask them as the bride, And then questions that you as the photographer can ask the potential bride and just kind of like how a conversation like that should go. Because I think like some people, some brides just kind of like Google, like what questions to ask a photographer that you're looking for. And they ask you like random stuff that's like not super important, you know. So I'm like, maybe if I can like re redo that and like here's the important stuff you really need to know like if I were a bride I was asking a photographer that I wanted to shoot my wedding like here's the questions I would ask them that I think are
0: important you know Mm -hmm. yeah and and then i I really do the second shooter one too like that yeah yeah I would love to also talk maybe a little bit sometime about like social media and how important Mm -hmm. it is for your business I'm not sure that we've like really touched on that before but I mean today
1: (laughs) We yeah. literally
0: didn't have Instagram for most of the day in Facebook. And I, you know, we were talking about that earlier. Blake and I were talking about how it's like, if I didn't have Instagram, there are still ways for people to like inquire and book. But I feel as though there would be so much taken away from your business if you weren't using Instagram. So just like maybe some ideas on how to grow your page, like what maybe to be posting and like just things about. I, not necessarily Instagram etiquette, but just like how to just build your brand through Instagram and just like show yourself through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because I, well, I was saying today, I
1: was like, okay, well we do shoot weddings. Like we're, people are always going to get married. They're always mm-hmm. going to photographers. And at least we have websites like, thank you, Jesus. We have websites because mm-hmm. I mean, if you did, if it is, if it is um, October 4th, 2021, and you do not have a website and you're a photographer, like, what is happening? Yeah, because you need to get
0: a website, especially if you're
1: shooting weddings, 100%. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get majority of my wedding inquiries through my website, I would say, which I feel like is how it should be. I don't yeah. really get many for weddings through Instagram, but I do have on there, I'm like, how'd you find me? And they always say Instagram. Or Mine is the same thing. Yep.
0: Yeah. Instagram Oh wait, either that I'd say it's like 75% of the time Instagram and the other like 25 some, maybe less t- percent is like mm-hmm. word of mouth. Like my friend told me about you or my friend's dad's whoever, you know, you shot their wedding or something like that. And so it's usually like word of mouth and Instagram, which is why I feel like Instagram, even though, you know, we are so heavily focused on social media, there's like a reason to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: There definitely is. Um, Okay, well, I'm like, dang, we can keep talking. We're in a talkative mood. Yeah, we gotta cut this off. We have 46 minutes over here. Well, because we haven't uh-huh. done it all, so we had a lot to say. But we have to be up at. Well, we're doing a sunrise shoot tomorrow, so mm-hmm. I'm about to go to sleep. You're probably not. You're probably gonna stay I, up. No, I'm not going to it. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm like, I got to go. And because I have a drive to freaking Cookville tomorrow, but it's going to be a very lit photo shoot. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm very excited. There's going to be an airplane. No,
0: I was going to say make a wait to guess what we were talking about. Good job.
1: Yeah, you're smart, but it's been on my bucket list forever to do it. it. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm like, if as long as it doesn't rain right now. It doesn't really say. I think it's at like 30% or something.
0: So hopefully we'll be all right. But that is all. That's all, guys. Thanks for listening to this long, drawn-out session. Um, And we will see you guys next time we record, which is hopefully soon.